Welcome to Puzzling Company, your home for at-home puzzles and mysteries. Here are your hosts, Jared and Zach. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Puzzling Company. My name is Jared, and with me always is... It's Zach. It's Zach. <laughs> I love that. We are just a dynamic duo of puzzling addicts that enjoy spending some time with you. Today, we're going to be talking about the Moodus markings from the ASPMC. That's the American Society for the Protection of Magical Creatures. Thanks for tuning in. Yar, me matey. Would a land lover like you be looking for some adventure today? Just know that if you refuse, you'll walk the plank. Jared, we cannot continue doing our ads like this. I feel like you're mocking the intelligence of our audience while simultaneously reducing interest in a really great game. Plus, if I'm being honest, we're not that funny. Zach, I'm I'm so sorry. I, I honestly just thought we were having a good time and that the audience would enjoy what's clearly over-exaggerated and sometimes satirical yet playful advertisement sequences. Ha-ha! There be no parlay with me. Why, ye just jibber-jabbering, I've already dropped the mainsail and left you on the diggy. The VLC treasure is all mine. Arg! If a mutiny be what you'll be wanting, then a fight you'll get. You'll not be claiming the treasure before me. If you and your fellow pirates are ready for an adventure, head on over to themoderntreasurehunt.com and pick up a copy of VLC Treasure. It's an adventure worth exploring. All right, everybody. Welcome to Puzzling Company once again. Just so you know, Zach and I have such a wonderful time doing these advertisements. They're, they're a great time. We we really don't want them to be too serious, but we do want to highlight what we think are really great games mm-hmm. and, and really great companies and creators. And if you're out there and uh, you really want us to do an ad for you, we would love to do that. We are, at this point in time, not really charging for these at all. Nope. We're just doing them out of the, the courtesy um, of really cool and good stuff. So send us, drop us an email, contact at puzzlingcompany.com, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll be happy to write up something goofy for yeah, you. Absolutely. For sure. um, but uh, as we always do in our first segment, uh, we're going to be deep diving into the game. And if you missed the first part of the segment today, we are talking about Moodus Markings by the ASPMC, uh, and that is the American Society for the Protection of Magical Creatures. And before we dive into it, I I feel very honored again to be a part of this. Mm -hmm. I know we are card-carrying members of Soup. Yes. And I feel like we are just keep on taking a lot of responsibilities in these magical worlds. So say we have a lot of memberships with a lot of different organizations. (laughs) I don't understand how we have the time for it, but we do. I'm glad that there's not an organization set up to cross-reference who oh, is no. who is in what organization? That'd be bad. That would be really bad. I feel like they they would make us choose sides, and that's not something I'm willing to do at this point. Yeah. Uh, and I'm 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 happy to be a part of all of these different organizations. Yeah. Here's the thing. I, I told my boss at Soup that I was going to be gone on Friday because <laughs> of a sickness, and I was actually still playing a little bit of ASPMC. So we really can't yeah, tell. We've got to keep that on the low low for sure. For sure. But like I said, as we do in this first segment, our goal is to do a deep dive into this game, talk about, we usually do the three things that we absolutely loved or really liked, and then we kind of tack into the section of, hey, this is where I thought we could do a little bit better. It could do a little bit better. Yeah. So we're going to jump on into that. We're going to start talking about the things that we love. Just a little background on this game. Um, it is a primarily a digital game. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those of you that have not been journeying with us so far, kind of our rule of thumb for our games is we want it to have at least one element that is physical. Yeah. At this point in time, we're not reviewing anything that is a video game, purely digital game, or online style escape game. Mm-hmm. There has got to be some physical component. And this game had one. Yeah. Uh, one, and we'll talk about it a little later, but it was one that we really liked. Yes. So, uh, if you're listening to this, this is a 95% digital experience mm-hmm. that I recommend playing on a computer and not on a mobile device. Yeah, very much. Like. Um, so, but what the first thing that if, once you play this game that I think you'll really enjoy and we really enjoy, and I'll let Zach talk most about it, but we love the narrative. Yeah. I think the narrative of this game is really fun. 
Uh, obviously, being part of the Society for the Protection of Magical Creatures, uh, there is specifically one that we learn a lot about uh, without kind of telling you too much about this creature uh, because the whole adventure is almost learning yes. more about them Yes, and specifically their markings that they make. Uh, the narrative is a lot of fun because uh, when you join this group, you kind of get like this weird video that kind of starts you off and you're like, okay, you don't really, it doesn't make sense yet, right? Uh, and it's not supposed to. Yeah, correct. Right. Yeah, you learn later why it's like that, as well as kind of what everything's going on, because you kind of enter in this world of like, okay, things are kind of off, and then more some of the other videos and stuff that you see throughout the thing, you kind of learn more and more either A, what's causing it, or B, you're like, okay, this is still really weird why this says this, and then the next day and the next video, it's this. But the narrative is really cool because it really plays into every clue. Uh specifically because there are basically, I think, four uh, big steps that you have to do before you get to basically the big meta puzzle. Yes. Um, and all those four little steps require you to talk to different types of people um, from all around the world and do different types of clues, which we thought was really, really cool. Yeah, you're slowly working through a string of experts yeah. as well as the person who is encountering this magical person. But yeah. what, But it, just a shout out to all of the actors that yeah, were in really this, good. like, I think the creators of ASPMC did a really good job of bringing together very talented people and then weaving that story together just in a really creative way. It was enjoyable. You felt like you were interacting with these characters, even though they were just simple, well-done videos. Yeah. And another important thing to realize is this was just a, in regards to the narrative is this was just a really cool thing that the creators put together to support actors like this during COVID. Yeah. This was a way of bringing in income and giving people an outlet to do something creative during really difficult times. And not only was it helpful to those people, they're really talented. Yeah. Like they are very the talented. acting in this was great. Um, and it felt believable. And you could tell that these people cared about this magical world yep. that they were creating. It, it, it was it narrative was just spot on. Spot yep. on. What else did we like, Zach? Uh, so there's a few other things. I think the creativeness of the puzzles for each of the sections were really cool. Yes. Oh, they're, they're just good. There wasn't a bad puzzle. Yeah, I there think was, I can agree. There was not a bad puzzle in this entire experience. Very well thought out. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about them in the next couple of sections as well. But just you, I, I want to say unique interactions. Yeah. Would you agree? I, I think I can agree with like, that. Like, and and uh, it starts off with stuff, and I think wisely that you may be a little more familiar with. Yep. But then there were definitely some big, like, oh, ho, ho, like some, that was really cool mm -hmm. moments as we moved forward. Um, and I like that. Like, I, I, Zach and I were talking yesterday, and uh, we were saying how much we enjoy those aha moments. Yeah. They're really cool in this game. Uh, th that's, that's one of the many reasons why we play for a game, because after you've played so many of these, many of the things you see time and time again, and it can be packaged differently to where you still enjoy the same puzzle, mm -hmm. but it's not often that we bump into a puzzle or a method for solving a puzzle that we're really like, I'll remember that for a long time. Yeah. And there's definitely, I would say, a couple of those in the different things that we are asked to puzzle through in this experience. Mm -hmm. So I, I say mad kudos to the puzzle puzzling creators of this part of the game. There is a variety. They are creative. They fit the mold of puzzles driving the narrative. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Jared, what else do you think we really liked about this experience? This is going to pertain more to our digital experiences, but I think there is a lot that creators can learn from this game in terms of just how they lay out their game. Yeah. Right? But the the big the third thing that we really loved about this game was the the user interface. Or if we use the term UI moving yeah. forward, that's what we're talking about. It is laid out so player friendly wouldn't you agree i definitely agree i think the user interface in this game is really solid um there's nothing about it that is too like difficult to understand at any point and a very much the game kind of just directly hints at you how to deal with it um if there's any point that becomes a little bit more quote-unquote difficult uh but i think it's just laid out really well uh, i think the game flow and kind of how it sets up user interface even yes. more feels even better uh, because as the game goes on, you know, you start getting certain parts done of obviously your overall uh, experience. 
And it does a really good job of like marking it for you and kind of showing like, yes. okay, this is, you did this. Now the user interface is kind of, you know, uh, updated to show you, well, you know, you've done this as well as we're going to change out the actual page itself to show you new things. Yes. That kind of hints at what you've yes. just figured out or solved. Uh, and I think that is really, really cool, especially for people, you know, that either A, you like that aha moment of coming back to it and you're like, okay, that's kind of cool that the, you know, all the uh, the clues or evidence we're starting to get to help protect these magical creatures or figure out which one it is, right? Yes. Uh, we start getting more actual updates to our, our own little uh, board, as we'll call it. Yeah, and, and I think it's important too because I don't think this is a spoiler, but this the meat of this game does not happen or have to happen in a linear fashion. Correct. So you have options mm-hmm. on this user interface, and it, I agree, it unlocks new things consistently. It just looks sharp, yeah. and, and 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 it was just laid out very cleanly, mm-hmm. and it it made the overall experience better. Games that are laid out clearly that you clearly know, I have an objective here, I have an objective here. It's almost like um like uh, I used to play um Fable yeah. back in the day on Xbox, and when yeah <laughs> when you could pull up a map and know oh I need to go here to do this or this to do this. Uh, I, I just think that's a, a cleaner game. Another, yeah. if there's any, if there's any uh, World of Warcraft players out there, that's me. That's uh, Zach. Zach is one of them. But back in the day, in the earlier days, you didn't know where you had to go for a quest. Yeah, that is true. You had to reason and rationally, and eventually, they the, the creators figured out, oh, it's better if we tell you where to go for you to do the thing you need to do. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. It's it's better. I know what I need to do, where it's located. It feels helpful yeah right very much so and and it's not designed to trip you up it was designed to get you going where you needed to go and we we appreciated that mm-hmm. and there is much i would say a lot of other things to love about this game but those were our big three we want to tack into now the areas that we felt there were a little bit of room for improvement just a reminder always we are never trying to bash talk down to belittle creators their games we understand that these are like their babies mm-hmm. this is just our opinion to put it out there to say hey i think this could have gone a little bit better and uh, we put it out there as a constructive opinion yeah right i, I mean you can't always just say that everything's perfect right I mean, obviously anything i've done in my life is ne- has never been perfect <laughs> Uh, you know, and I think everyone else can agree to that. So like I said, I, I think we very much have loved, you know, the games we've played. Yes. And I think we just want them to be, you know, sometimes you just want it to be a little, like you can tell there's little improvements. Yes. Uh, but obviously we we love the work that people have been able to put into. These Absolutely. Games. It's really cool. Absolutely. And it's in respect to that. And, and it's like we talk about always creators need feedback. Yep. We're here to so. do that. It's nothing we wouldn't say to their face if we had the opportunity to talk with them about it. Yep. So the first thing that we felt like there was, I don't know if this is necessarily a room for improvement, but just an overall analysis of the game is we don't think this is the game for a new person um, or, or or maybe just even like a newer player. This game was difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty difficult. It, 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 it And um, and we'll talk about this a little more, but it, kind of similar to the conversation we had last week when we were talking through break-in it did not rate itself within its own internal rating system as mm-hmm. a more difficult game. Yep. But but we think it is. If um, if you are more of a veteran puzzle solver um, or if you are someone that is maybe in your me- medium range of games played and doesn't mind asking for more hints during the meat of the game, you might like this. But um, if you're a newer player... I think you still have some other puzzling to do and some other interactions to do before you jump into this ASPMC game. Yeah. Why would we say that? Like, why Why do you think that is? No, that's a great question. I, I think there's a few points of this game, specifically the ending, I think is where we kind of will discuss this a little bit more uh, in another point, but it's it feels like there's a big exponential difference yes. between the first few hints. It, it does scale, which is nice. Like, there are a few points, like when you're doing the first few bits, where, like, some of the clues are more familiar, and then it gets, you know, a little bit more difficult or type of clues that you kind of need to use a little bit more brain power than normal. But then it felt like, at least for us, you know, when we got to the very end, the the exponential difference between the the meta puzzle right. and the first, like, four 
feels just nuts. Yes. Um, and part of that could have been us. Like, you know, we we discussed it a bit after we played it. Like, it made sense. It wasn't right. a thing that, like— The last two puzzles are good puzzles. Yes, they're they very good. They make sense. They are rational. I don't think there's big leaps in logic. Nope. But they are hard. Correct. It just took us—it was one of those things that, like, for us, we kind of sat down at it, and we're like, okay— with everything else we had done, we we're like, this is this is decently difficult, but nothing anything out of the like crazy for us. Yes. Uh, but then we got to the, the meta puzzle, and it felt like it. Like I said, at least for our experience, it was like, oh, this is something completely different <laughs> than we were expecting. Right. And it, like I said, it doesn't mean that's not a good puzzle. It just meant to us, it was it was pretty. It was a pretty big jump, and it took us a long like a long time to even like fully grasp it. And then, but when we did know it, and when we figured out the answer, it made sense. Like I said, yes. we very much want to make that clear that we thought the puzzles were really good and were very rational. It was just like for us, it felt like, well, if I was a new player and I had to do that, that's insane. Yeah. That's, but, you know. that, and, and that's why we're saying in, in both of these kind of constrictive criticisms that we don't feel like this is the new player experience. Yeah. I think they did a good job of in the early to mid part of the game, scaling the puzzles up in difficulty. But like mm-hmm. you said, you hit those last two puzzles and it's like, uh, I don't know, we're in an analogy mode today. It's like trying to fight Bowser in Mario after only playing the first two levels, if you've yeah. never played Mario before. Like, you don't have all your jump mechanics down. Like, you 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 may never have even experienced firepower yet. Yeah. Like, and it, so it just felt like in terms of puzzle flow, it was a big jump. Yeah. It was, it was a really big jump. Um, but though, by and large, that was the, the, the critiques that we had, like overall it felt, uh, it, it felt really smooth. Yeah. The only, the only thing I will say is, uh, and we addressed this earlier in the like, and this isn't so much as a criticism as, as, as it is more of like, we want more of this is we just really loved the one physical puzzle yeah. that was in there. And I, I'm okay with more ASPMC print, print, print and play options. Yeah. Right. Like it markets itself um, as an ARG and mm-hmm. uh, ARGs traditionally are more digital type of experiences mixed with real life things. They're not necessarily always. I wanted, I wanted more of that. And that mm-hmm. may just be my personal preference. I like physical components to game preferred to digital components. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I just wanted I wanted more of that having having seen what they can do in paper, I enjoyed that. Yeah, agreed. I agree with that. Yeah, because one one of the processes that Zach and I always go through after the game is we always sit down and say, "What is our favorite puzzle from this experience?" Mm. I would say a majority of the time we don't agree on what that is. Yeah, that's pretty true. We have different tastes and what really attracts us, but I think on this one we both agreed like this was in our top two puzzles yeah respectively so. so we just wanted to see a little bit more of that if that's something that they wanted to do in the future mm-hmm. yeah but that i in in wrapping it up yeah mostly positive things from this experience like, yeah very much so it, it we did not know really what we were getting into mm-hmm. when we had jumped into this this was a relatively newer project yeah um that had came out when we played it and we were very pleased yeah, we were very pleased. Very, very pleased. And it was also something for us, at least at the time, because um, we, you know, we would play games a lot, but this was like the first of this type that we actually would like kind of jumped into at least. Yeah, that's and, fair. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Like I said, the only real like, and I wouldn't even say it was room for improvement, but just our critique was that it just felt really difficult for the average person and that like the final two puzzles felt like a, a jump. But I mean, that's that's literally it. That's the only yes. critique we actually had. And and I will say, uh, in talking with the creators of this game mm-hmm. um, before we did the actual interview, there was definitely some chuckling and some finger pointing at the creator of this game uh, because he may be synonymous with <laughs> with with making good hard puzzles. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and he had a good laugh about that as well. So. No hard feelings, like we said. Overall, really great. Couple of little tweaks, and we felt like that could have been the thing that took this from a game that we really enjoyed to like this game was just amazing. Yeah, I mean, it was a great game. Yeah, very great game. Well, that that's gonna wrap up our first segment. Hang with us. We'll be back after the break. Solve puzzles, write reviews, win prizes. It's time for puzzles to the people. Zach, I'm I'm so sorry to hear about the robbery at your house last night. Are you okay? 
I'm fine. But Jared, literally no one broke into my house last night. But I do feel a little upset because you did stand me up for game night. Okay. Your text literally reads, break in tonight, exclamation point. Jared, that's literally the name of the game. It's a really cool new concept where you're trying to solve puzzles to break into the game instead of out of it. All other games follow really cool narratives about real-life places. We really should have people check it out in our show notes to get details on where they can pick up this game. So it's called Break In? Yes, it's Breaking In, not Breaking Out. I'm sorry. It's okay. Well, welcome back, guys. Uh, We are now into the Puzzles to the People part of the podcast. Uh, In this section, if you've heard it before, if you haven't, uh, this is a part where we kind of discuss people's reviews as well as questions uh, that people have asked about the game. Um, This is a section where Jared specifically will be asking me the questions, and it's kind of a time for me to respond to it. And then it's kind of a back and forth kind of debate on what we thought about it. If we liked it, Uh, if we kind of didn't agree with the comment, so on and so forth. Absolutely. And just a shout out to all the people that have been leaving us reviews. Yeah. Um, We have received uh, quite an influx, and we get excited to mention your name on air Yeah, um, and and talk about it. So uh, please keep writing reviews, keep sending in reviews. It helps make this section more rich um, and fun for us to discuss, quite honestly. So um, the first quote is from our good buddy Paul. Paul actually... You're the man. I think you're our top reviewer right now. Dude, shout out to Paul. Shout out to Paul. So, uh, and I know he had some good thoughts on break-in too, but um, his what he said is, as for the experience of Moodus Markings, it had the best acting of any video-driven puzzle adventure we have done. The story and puzzles were so well interwoven that it sometimes took several viewings of a video to figure out what the puzzle was, and that was a good thing. We would recommend this to anyone who likes story with their puzzles. Agree or disagree with what Paul's saying? Uh, I agree with it. I think this game with the narrative and the acting that's in all of the different video parts of the game, or even really in just the normal clues of it, is just phenomenal. Uh, There are just so many good moments. Specifically, they talk about uh, watching certain videos to even get the puzzles. There was a few that were so good that we rewatched them like twice, once, because we didn't figure out the puzzle at first. <laughs> yeah. But second was, it was just like, okay, there's there's almost a chance that like how good it's acted that you, one, kind of think it's real. But then second, like, you know, you're not sure how many puzzles are in there. That's look a really at it, good point. Because we were looking at one point, you know, when we eventually figured out what the main puzzle was, but then there's like an item that's on a shelf behind it, but it keeps changing, which is just based on when they're actually recording it. Uh, but, you know, when you're when you're looking at it, you're like, that could also be a hint yes. at something just yes. because of what's kind of relevant at the time. Right. And it, it, and it almost, I think Paul brings up a really good point because um, this, this experience does have a puzzle hunt yes. feel. It doesn't follow the rules of a puzzle hunt, but the concept of first figuring out what the puzzle is yeah. and then solving the puzzle is present in some of the puzzles. Mm-hmm. And Paul's dead on like, it's hidden well in the narrative, in the video specifically, and we did. You you hit it. We were like, "Is this one puzzle? Is this two puzzles?" Like, yeah. I'm not sure. Let's rewatch this video. Um, and it's just it's all done so well. So, Paul, I think uh, I think I disagreed with you last week, but we're vibing this week, man. I'm I'm on I'm on with you, Zach, and I totally agree with what you have going on, and uh, I, I to the point that it is the best video driven digital experience that you've played so far. I'm I'm saying the same thing, man. I think so far it is. Yeah, so far for us, we would totally agree with you, man. We really appreciate those comments and keep leaving us good stuff. Uh, this is question number two, and this is actually from an anonymous writer, which is so intriguing. But uh, this writer says, I am not a big fan of all digital games. I'm just going to interject. I agree with that. I'm with you, anonymous writer. I'm not a big fan of all digital games, so this experience already had one strike against it. The story was interesting, and the characters were charming and memorable. The puzzles were original and fun, and although I found at least one to be very mathy and required a lot of Googling since I haven't had to call on those abilities for many years. The meta puzzle again called on grammar that I didn't enjoy digging into. Overall, the experience was well-scripted and beautifully done. Although there were parts that just weren't for me, I know others would love those parts, so I would definitely recommend it. 
There's a lot to dig into. There is. Would you like to pick up on something and agree or disagree with it? Here's what I'll say. I think for the overall statement, I think I generally agree with it. But I'll go into the certain parts. Okay. So first part, I'm not a big fan of all digital games. Okay, yeah. There's probably a digital game, if I look out there, that I'm not going to like. Sure. You know, just everyone, there's something that everyone likes and dislikes. Right, there's different um, There's different modes of games that appeal to you that aren't going to appeal to other people. So, yeah. So be it. But I also like the physical aspect of games. So, like, sometimes digital things, do, like, Jared will tell you, like, when we play games, when we play specifically more digital ones, it feels weird to me because I'm very much a... I'm very much a searcher or like a detective mm. when it comes to escape rooms. I'm very much the person who searches everything and is on top of that. Yes. I'm the I'm the mom who finds your keys when you lose them in your house. <laughs> uh, that's what I've been called it in my work. So, you know, that's that's fun. Uh, but that's just kind of what's there for me when I play online escape rooms and kind of like online experiences. I don't get that as much. Sure. Uh, but they're, they're pretty fun. Uh, so the other part was that the story was interesting and the characters were charming and memorable. That's very true. Like I said, we talked about it just before. Uh, the narrative of this game is crazy good. Uh, and then kind of how it flows with the different puzzles and stuff. Uh, and then our anonymous uh, reviewer kind of put some parts about that the game kind of has some really good original and fun clues, uh, although there's one that is very mathy and required a lot of Googling. Uh, that is true. There is a clue that is very, uh, very mathy. Yes. Uh, but it's one of those things that, like, we we were fine with it, uh, but I could definitely see where someone kind of comes sure. off as like, okay, that's something that I haven't had to use in a while. Yes. Uh, the meta puzzle, uh, we kind of talked about it earlier in our in our episode. Uh, it is very good, uh, but it is something that you have to put a lot of work into. Yes. So I could definitely understand where our honest viewer kind of put. Yes. Like I didn't really enjoy digging into this, like it was a process driven puzzle. Yes. That they're talking very, very very much so. So, but I, but I think what alleviated that compared to other process puzzles that we've played mm-hmm. is that it, it was still well hidden in the narrative. Yeah. And the process changed per aspect within that puzzle. Yep. Right. You weren't doing the exact same thing over and over again. So I, I'm I'm with her. I'm specifically talking about that grammar puzzle, we'll say, not to give away too much. I struggled with that personally. Still a really good puzzle. But I think what this comment says to me and what I can agree with is that if you have strong preferences one way, mm-hmm. there are going to be certain puzzles within this experience that they just may not be your jam. Yeah, I mean, literally the last comment of the review that says, although there are parts that just weren't for me, I know others would love these parts. Yes. I think is just the perfect way to explain, A, a lot of experiences. Yes. But specifically this one, Agreed. where it's like, I think the overall, everything was really solid, but there are definitely parts that like, if you're just not that type of person, you're just either, A, you're not going to get it, or it's just not your jam. Right. Uh, but for other people, I mean, it's a blast. So. Right. And I, and, uh, I don't want to harp on this too much, but I think this yep. is so important for everyone when they're thinking about the game that they just played. I love to replay and review the game that we just went through because it is uh, it is really a humbling time for me to go through it. Because when you're in the heat of experience, usually when you don't get it, it's easy to say, oh, bad puzzle. Yeah. Like lo- logical leap, logical leap. Like, so I really try to go back and do that because I really want to, one, I want to understand it all. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this, what this anonymous person is saying here is the mindset that we should all have. Like you have preferences. We yeah. have we have preferences. Like well, sometimes there's just even if you review it, there's just it's it's not a good puzzle. Yeah. But for the most part, I think if we jump back in and look at it, we can say, "Oh, that's a good puzzle. I just don't like that type yeah. of puzzle. That's not for me." Mm-hmm. And then you further home your preferences and the games that you want to play, and that's great. That's what we're here to help with. Yep. Yep. Hundred uh, percent. Okay. We're going to jump into a few questions that I personally cooked up for Zach here, but please keep sending us your comments. Our third question is, are you personally intrigued by the next game from ASPMC, knowing that it is categorized as harder on the website than what we just played? Okay, that's scary. Um, I'm still very intrigued. If it's anything like, you know, this game was with Moodus markings, I I think it's going to be a blast. Uh, The thing I think... We talked about it earlier, but I, I definitely feel after we played it is that I just wasn't experienced in this field, and it was something that I just got humbled by the final clue. Uh, knowing that and having a little bit more experience and after playing a few more games, going into the next one, I feel like I'm pretty excited if it keeps anything like Moodus Markings did with kind of its story or narrative or sure. how they do all that stuff. 
I, yeah, I think I'm personally very intrigued just because I think everything else was really solid. So if the difficulty is really the only thing that really kind of got me at points, then there's really nothing to be worried about. So you're, you're saying bring it on. Bring it on, bring yeah. Bring it on. I'm... I'm up in the air. Yeah. I, I don't get me wrong. You're scaredy cat. I know. I, no, I, I love a challenge. You really don't. I, <laughs> Every time we play games, I, you know, Jared has to ask for hints all the time. You know, I'm the person who's just sitting there like, Jared, come on, man. I've already done like 90 you of these. You are a bold faced liar. I'm always the one saying, no, we can figure this out. We can I, figure this out. I don't know how it sounds in the air. It sounds like you're <laughs> the one who's scared. The reason, the reason I'm on the fence is because that was those last puzzles. They just they shook me. Yeah, I'm I mean, shook. They're they're rough. It's kind of like in the Avengers when the Hulk fights Thanos for the first time, and he gets shocked at and, how yeah, and, fight and he's afraid to like take that form again. Yeah, please don't hear me saying that I'm the Hulk of puzzle solving. That's not. But that's I'm I, maybe I'm a little scared. I think I might be a little scared to get back out there and be bested again. I feel that. I think, it, like I said, I think it's very humbling. I think it's one of those things that you're like, oh man, I have ran into an actual like hard time in a bit in a, in a you know, like in an experience or in like an escape room esque you know setting, you know, and you get into it and you're like, oh man, like the you know the first bit is a little challenging, but you're like, ah, oh, there's nothing in my way. Yes, you know, and then like I said, you you hit that wall. Who, uh, as a reference, we made was Thanos. Yes, uh, and Thanos is the meta puzzle of this game, and he goes, uh, I'm just gonna karate chop you in the neck, and you go, all right, that hurt. Um, but no, I think I'm personally intrigued, but I can understand where you come from being kind of like sure. up in the air about it. Now, the interesting thing that I think will push me over the edge to say like, yeah, let's go for it is what the ASPMC has been doing so far is each different experience is a different set of puzzle makers, actors, uh, designers. Mm -hmm. So in essence, what we would be experiencing is the same company, but a brand new set of creators. Yeah. And that, that that's intriguing to me because I get to experience something different. Yeah. So on the fence, pride hurt leading towards yes yep. is, is where I'm heading for that. Design and aesthetics are an important part of a game experience. Oh, I have to hard agree. I very much think design and aesthetics. That's honestly one of the things I really like about most like experiences that I play is how it sets up the atmosphere of the game. Uh, I think it is crazy important. The interesting part with this question is that because it's an online game, how much you can do that and how much you can't in certain ways. Agreed. Right? I think it's a great point. Uh, I think online games can do a really good job with videos and with their kind of like website, uh, you know, and stuff or different programs they'll use to kind of build that as much as possible. Now, is it the same as me being in a room that is themed like that? Uh, probably not. You know, it's just right. unfortunately how it is. But but it's also not the experience you signed up for. Correct. Yes. Yeah. I think, like, for this game specifically, I think the aesthetics and the design of, like, how the website works and the videos, I mean, like I said, we talked about it. The narrative and I think the design and aesthetic is what really drove me to like it. I think it was really cool being able to, like, have, like, the board of all the different people and the experts we have to talk to, the videos, and kind of how it's set up and its design and stuff like that. And even how, like, the Moodle's markings themselves uh, are kind of designed and what they were made after is really, really cool. I agree. I'm, a, I'm totally in agreement with you. I think design and aesthetics absolutely matter. Mm -hmm. It, especially in at-home puzzles and mysteries, um, sets the tone for immersiveness. Yeah. Um, and like you said, in a digital world, there's some things you do have access to and some things you don't have access to. It's a choice that you make. Yeah. Um, but I thought they did a fantastic job of this. Mm -hmm. um, we, you will learn more about the design and the aesthetics in our interview in the last part of our podcast today. So mm -hmm. be sure to listen to that. But um, if you're a game creator out there, um, that is a detail that you shouldn't miss out on, I think. How um, a... Standard eight and a half by eleven piece of paper feels compared to a uh, aged, crinkled, maybe even a scent to mm -hmm. it. Like that affects how people play the game yeah. and experience the game. I, I think experience might be even the better word. So um, yeah, totally in agreement with you. Great design and aesthetics, and I think it's super important in mm -hmm. gameplay, no matter what. All right, final question for you. Okay. Would you say that you feel confident that you could write me a message in the Moodus Markings alphabet? Actually, that's a great question. I actually have an answer to that. I'm going to say yes. Wow. Only because here's what I was. Gonna, I did not think you were going to say yes to that. It's pure sarcasm. I'm just going to be <laughs> honest. Okay. 
But my joke was going to be that actually, you know, we, we pay our rent, you know, every month for the, the office space that we're currently in. Uh, I was going to tell you that my check uh, for our <laughs> office rent is actually Muda's marking. So it's up to you to figure out what's going on with it. But uh, I will have no there. idea if you paid the full amount or not. Exactly. That's going to yeah, be the fun of it. It's going to be hard. Uh, but no, I realistically, I don't think I could, you know, but I, I think after we played the game and really kind of talked through it, it did make more sense of how you would actually make it work. Absolutely. Uh, but I, if you ask me right now to write down a message, absolutely not. Absolutely. You're failing Moodus Markins 101 first year of college. Yeah. I actually had to retake the course. It's another thousand dollars I have to put in, but you know, I got to get my degree in Moodus Markins. Got to get your degree. You got to be able to move forward. Uh, I, I, yeah, I would, I would fail that as well. Um, but that doesn't mean that they didn't create a like they went out and created a language. It's actually really cool. Like, it's really with cool. them how they made it. It yes. was pretty nuts. Uh, it's it's ba- I, I don't want to ruin our in section too much, but it's yeah. based on something out. It's really cool. But um, I took four semesters of German in college, yeah. and I got nothing. Like I'm a, I'm a total failure on that front. How could you, man? I you know in high school I took two years of Spanish. And I can say Puerto Rico, <laughs> and I probably said that a little wrong. And you probably that. said that a little so, wrong. So you too. know, there's questions I can ask, but you know, uh, we can't judge everyone. But uh, that's going to be it for this section. Uh, we're going to take a quick break right here uh, before our very last segment. Stick with us. There are some awesome people who make the puzzles we love to solve. This is Questions for Creators. All right, Zach, pick a card, any card. Dude, we are supposed to be doing an ad right now. Okay, I know. Just, just be cool, Zach. You know, I always wanted to be a magician. I don't think this is the right time or medium for a magic trick. But okay, I've picked a card. Okay, look at it and don't tell me what it is. And how's the audience going to know what card this is? Just, just be cool, man. I, I just got this new Enigmas card deck, and I just wanted to show you a new trick I've been working on. Oh, Jared, I'm sure your trick's going to be great. But there's something you don't know about that deck. Okay. I see what's happening. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. What? You think you're a better magician than me. You think you know more about this deck of cards than I do. You're trying to heckle me and usurp the great Jared Zini. Jared, Jared, Jared. Well, I did back the project on Kickstarter and I've been playing the puzzle game hidden inside. There's actually a full puzzle hunt you can discover. I imagine you got those over at davidquongmagic.com. Nice try, Zach, but a magician never reveals his secrets. Magician's code. Well, if you're looking for an amazing experience from a real magician... I'm sitting right here. Then head over to davidquongmagic.com and pick up Enigma's Puzzle Hunt playing cards. All right, everybody. Welcome to our final section called Questions for Creators. This is going to be a little bit of a different interview because we're going to be hearing from actually more than just one person. Yeah. Um, we're going to be hearing from a majority of the creative team that produced Moodus Markings. Um, I think we've got about three or four different people that are going to talk in, and we have questions specifically um, directed to those people. So uh, sit back and enjoy. This is Questions for Creators. All right, everybody. This question is for everyone. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you are affiliated with the Moodus Markings project. So, uh, so we'll start. Um, so I am the producer, I guess. Uh, so I, I run the um, American Society for the Protection of Magical Creatures, and I assembled this delightful team to build this killer game. My name is Errol. Hello. And Kellyan asked me to help with the puzzle design. And so that's what I do with the Moodus markings. I only really focused on designing with the puzzles with a lot of help, though, from Daoud and Karen and Kellyan, too. Uh, my name is Daoud Alzire. I'm a game designer. And on this project, I played the role of writer primarily. Uh, my name is Karen Alzire. I was the visual artist. Kellyanne, tell us a little bit about the ASPMC and how the project came together. Sure. Uh, So the ASPMC is the American Society for the Protection of Magical Creatures. And um, this is a world uh, sort of that I imagined a long time ago. And it came a a little bit more clear, sort of came into fruition with Lizzie Stark back when we built the uh, Save the Mumbacks campaign a couple of years ago. It was an immersive theater production. And uh, Daoud was part of it. 
Um, I believe, were you, were you Emerson Bradley in that production as well? No. Was that a different one? No, it's a different one. Um, that's right, Phineas Ferber. Oh, that's a great name. Um, yeah, so the ASPMC um, sort of was a, a bigger organization that I always wanted to write more stories under. Um, more than just uh, the uh, Save the Monday, uh, Save the Mundax project. Uh, in fact, I had sort of I de developed a um, Chinese language learning game around that story. Maybe I don't know, five ten years ago. Uh, but anyways, um, when the pandemic happened and a lot of my friends were sort of you know out of out of projects and out of jobs and we were all sort of feeling a little downhearted, I was like, what can we do where we can build a thing? Come on, guys, let's have a show. Uh, so I ran a Kickstarter and got us a little bit of funding so that we could, you know, pull together and, and build some games. Um, and so we got, um, we got two really nice games out of it. Um, and it's funny because like the first, I, I sort of had my first team, which was a, a much larger team that I built initially, but these guys were just so nimble and so good at it that this game came out earlier, even though the, the other project maybe had. I don't know, I think we had maybe seven weeks lead time on this project, but uh, but this one came out first and this is just a beautiful game. I love it. It's just nice and clean and, and people are really enjoying it. All right. This question is for everyone. Fill in the blank. You should play the Moodus markings because... Because it's lots of fun. Yeah. Because it's a killer team. Like it's such a it's such a great team of people. Uh, you know, with with Errol on puzzles and Daoud on story and Karen on art. It's just so different from any of the other things that I've played. I was so proud that we were able to release this. Because it has cool creatures and beautiful art, and it's fun and magical and whimsical. Yeah, I'd say the Moodus Markings is a game for someone who likes the idea of a puzzle hunt with a heavy focus on story and aesthetics. Um, it certainly doesn't slack on the puzzle side either. Um, but, uh, you know, we certainly have all played some games that don't put too much work into the aesthetics when it's more puzzle oriented. Uh, this is a little more well-rounded, works well for groups that have different kinds of interests and strengths. Karen and Dowd, talk to us a little bit about the style and the art direction of Moodus Markings. What were like the intentional decisions made for this project? So um, one of the places we started was actually with the art because um, Karen isn't really an illustrator. Uh, she's a fine artist. So she wasn't, it wasn't her style to just kind of draw whatever creatures and things that we we dreamt up. So her, her art is, well, I don't know, maybe you should describe Yeah, it. well, actually, that was the very first thing that I said when Dowd had mentioned um, that Kellyanne had asked if I would be interested in working on a team for a virtual game. I was like, why? I don't, <laughs> I'm not an illustrator. I'm not going to do, I'm not able to do any of the things I know you would be asking for. So why do you want me? Um, but yeah, I, um, I specialize particularly in um, henna um, and doing body art and abstract design work. So we ended up kind of, uh, uh, talking about designing something around um, having the abstract design work be like one of the focal points for um, for the storyline and things. So everything kind of came from came from that. Yeah. And once we had settled on the idea of using the uh, symbols as a form of communication, a form of language, Errol and I both got excited with that idea because we're both interested in 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 conlangs and in languages. So. Uh, it kind of all lent itself to a story. And another aesthetic that came out of that was the fact that, uh, well, if it was going to be a secret language, um, we decided that the main character would be somebody who's a bit of a, seems a bit like a tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist. So the whole game took on the look of a mad conspiracy cork board with, uh, with post-it notes and photos pinned on it and um, red lines connecting things to tell the story. And uh, I should say too that um, most of the art we ended up using for the game was photographs. 
uh, because Karen works in physical mediums. Yeah, I don't work in digital media at all. So all the photographs of all the evidence that you see in the game are actually are painted. I, I, I physically painted all of them. Most of them are painted in my backyard. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, some of them are around the neighborhood and, and other places and things like that. Um, it just, that's the medium that just comes most naturally for me. And even some of the other like visual pieces that you see in the game, like I have original paper copies of all of them. Um, They're all done on paper first. That's just the, the way that I, <laughs> that's just the way that I work. So um, yeah, actually a funny story about that is um, if uh, we, we painted a few things in the backyard and um, the, the squirrels and the birds and everybody like love them. The squirrels will sit right next to the markings and they'll eat right there and they'll bring blue like trash and offerings and things that they find from around the neighborhood and shred it into little pieces and sprinkle it around where the Moodus, the blue Moodus markings are painted in our yard and, and everything like that. Like everyone, everyone loves them. The squirrels, the birds, everybody. <laughs> We accidentally stumbled on some real magic, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think I think they're actually coming to visit us. Errol, tell us about the puzzle direction for Moodus Markings. What is your personal puzzle-creating philosophy? Well, in regards to my general philosophy, I always want to make sure that my puzzles are fair and that when you take all the clues that you find, you will only get and arrive at one answer. And I want to make sure that I won't have any type of ambiguity. And that's always very difficult to do. And why it was great that I could, that Kellyan would find all these beta testers for me. And that was also another, that was also another kind of goal we had that this game would be accessible to as many people as possible. And those who are new to the puzzle solving genre and so kellyan would go on her facebook and it was fun to see is there anybody out there who don't who doesn't normally do puzzles because we want you to beta test our game and then they beta test our games and they'd get stuck <laughs> or they would find interesting things that i didn't think of and so i would have to find a way to steer them in the right direction and it's it's always been it's always interesting i I, I personally like it when I'm there listening in as people are trying to solve because then I can hear their thought processes. And so uh, so that's that's my goal. I want to make I want to also want to make puzzles that are fun for people to do and aren't a chore. That's that as well. I mean, uh, a lot of my puzzles have been a chore to people. <laughs> and I do realize when I get to the more difficult and maybe even very process-oriented puzzles that it can be a struggle as the people try to finish it. But we did want to make this successful. So that was that was my goal. I think it was our goal uh, for all of the team to make it available and accessible to everybody. Kellyanne, what can we expect from the future episodes of ASPMC? What indeed? All right, let me tell you all about it. Um, so actually, I um, have a couple of things that are coming down the line for ASPMC. Um, one of them is this location-based game that I've been working on forever. Um, and finally, I think I'm going to be able to get it out this spring. I've been uh, building paintings and doors and fairy houses. I, I took a page from Karen Alzayar's book um, and have really been enjoying it. Um, and so a lot of it is the stuff that I know how to do. You know, this is this is something that I was just sort of, you know, fiddling with myself, which I seldom do. You know, I'm I'm generally, I'm, I'm, I'm a good designer, but I'm a better cat herder, you know, is that I, I'm good at getting large groups of people be like, come on, guys, let's have a show. Um, so it was fun for me to have a project that was small that I could just, you know, fiddle with myself. Um, but the other thing that I think I'm probably going to be building is something in uh, the Gather platform. Um, I work usually with museums and usually uh, and do a lot of stuff with historic museums. And so I'm really interested in what could be done with a museum space and a museum website um, connected with sort of a D&D slash puzzle hunt interaction, you know, so something where there are roles and abilities and a GM and um, a model of an existing physical space uh, with actual artifacts from a museum. So that's sort of what I'm playing with right now, sort of um, fiddling with that. And hopefully we'll get that, you know, we'll get a rough version of that out within the next couple of months. We'll see what happens. This is for everyone. What games are you playing currently that you think our listeners should check out? Oh, dear. Um, I haven't been playing very many games at the moment, mainly because I'm, I'm in the middle of creating 
some and I don't have time. Sadly, when I'm in the middle of creating one, I can't. I mean, right now, I know that everybody's working on the MIT mystery hunt and I'm like missing out because I'm trying to get some stuff done. So it's like, oh, no, I'm missing that. But the good thing is that my sister keeps booking me to play online escape room games, which we can dedicate it an hour to. And it's a way for me to hang out. She lives like far away. And so we play a lot of online games together, escape room online games. So that's been fun. And there's there are a lot of them. So I can't even like pick one. <laughs> but we have been playing. We've been playing through a lot of the, the Terpica nominations and winners. So that's what we've been doing for online escape room games. Well, we played The Outsiders by... Deadlocked Escape okay. Rooms, yeah. Um, that was a little bit of... We've been pretty busy. I haven't had time to play much in recently. But um, but yeah, well, that was one that we did together that we had a lot of fun with. Uh, it was nice that it was over the course of a couple different days. And it was kind of one of the... I think it was like... They're like one of the first people like jumped right on doing an online uh, product uh, when things started closing. So it was interesting to see. Tell a library. Um, that's my favorite of 2020. If, uh, if you can get tickets, which uh, are not easy to find, unfortunately, these days. Um, I was also really uh, impressed by uh, Thicket, Thicket Quest. And what they were able to do with Topia, that was a really cool game. Um, you know, had a lot of elements of Club Drosselmeyer that I, I'm always excited to see. I'm like, ooh, that has that has our DNA. Um, you know, not that they took it from us, but just, you know, we're thinking in the same direction, I think. Um, yeah, and of course, Club Drosselmeyer, which um, we did our online um, radio broadcast, which you'll be able to play for another month or two. Well, welcome back, guys. Uh, it was really awesome getting to listen to all the different people involved in this project. Absolutely. Uh, it was definitely a blast to kind of talk to them and even get to play the game, as we talked about. Um, but this is going to be the end of this episode. Um, if you guys want to play this experience yourself, uh, Moodus Markings from the ASPMC, you can go to their website, which is theaspmc.org. Or what? if you want to play it for free. <gasps> what? That's right. Play it for free. What can they do? What can they do? Well, if you actually go to their social media page and leave a like, and if you go to ours and leave a like and leave a review on our website, you will be entered in to get this game potentially for free. Ooh, dig it. Dig it, dig it. Um, but yeah, that's where you guys can go get the game uh, if you are unlucky enough to give it from the giveaway. Uh, but go support them. It was awesome. Um, next week's episode uh, will actually be on Maddox Lost Treasure from Society of Curiosities. We're really excited to talk about that soon. Oh, yeah. Uh, make sure to subscribe uh, or follow our podcast on the different platforms we have it on currently. Uh, you can find us on social media website. Uh, you can go to like Instagram. You can go to us on Facebook, stuff like that. Uh, make sure to subscribe for Jared and Zach. Uh, this has been another episode of Puzzling Company. We'll see you guys later. Thanks for listening. Find us on social media at Puzzling Company and online at puzzlingcompany.com. Check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time, keep puzzling. Puzzling.